and welcome to the Doula Doula podcast with me, Leanne from Birthhood and Meg from Birth Evolution. We are both birth and postnatal doulas with over 12 years experience supporting people through pregnancy, birth and the postnatal period. In this podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into birth in a relaxed and informal space, bringing you knowledge, experience and tips in a way that supports you, whether you are pregnant, working in the birth world or just a birth nerd like us. We'll be leaving no stone unturned with our unfiltered approach to conversation about birth and can't wait for you to join us. All opinions are of course our own and our experiences and discussions in no way constitute medical advice. Let's doula doula this. Hey and welcome to the doula doula podcast. Today we are talking all things pain, that dreaded four letter word. Do you have any other dreaded four letter If you ask anybody what they associate with birth tends to be top of the list always top of the list yeah hilarious Uh, when you said just before we press record you asked me to think about one of the things on the list of planning for today I've just pulled a massive grimacy face because I think I was just thinking about pain (laughs) and automatically I just went oh (laughs) I know like how are you feeling today any aches or pains yeah loads yeah why did you think that (laughs) because you put it in my head immediately Whereas if you said to me, are you comfortable, Meg? I'd have gone, oh, yeah, I'm all right. And if you wasn't, you would have gone, yeah, I'm all right. I mean, I've got a bit of an ache, but generally I'm all right. And you've just labelled that in a different way. And then that makes you feel better, right? Yep. Well, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, if you you ask me if I'm in pain, I immediately think about all the things that I know are feeling painful right now. Yeah. Um, Like I've got a really bad back and it causes a lot of pain every day. So I immediately think, oh, no, no, yeah, I've got a lot of pain. Whereas if you said to me, you're comfortable, I'd probably go, Oh, actually, my back doesn't feel too bad right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we're jumping ahead to some reframing straight away. Get up. I think that's, that's just it, isn't it? So oh. um, let's, let's think about this then, because we are going to talk about pain, pain for birth, all those sorts of things. But it's hard to actually label what pain is. How, how if you're talking to clients, things like that, how do you like talk about pain as in what it actually is? Well, what I tend to make sure I do talk about is pain. That sounds really stupid, but as in, I'm not going to go, oh, feelings we have during, but like, I'm, I'm not filtered, same as you, like, let's just talk about all the words we use, because the fact is, that's what we're, we're doing every day. Um, I talk about the fact that pain is this four letter word in from, I don't know, where does the word pain come from? Greek, Latin, one of the two, probably. Um, it's a yeah, single look. word, you're going to look it up now, aren't you? Um, Why are you doing that? I'll look, yeah. You Google away, is a single word that we use for such a huge spectrum of sensations and experiences. Um, I think it's a bit like what language is it where they've got like a a hundred different words for snow, um, some Scandinavian language, whereas we don't because I don't know, we just, we don't need to because there's so much, we just get a bit of snow. It's either not snowing or it is. We need more words for pain because we compare, I don't know, banging your knee, scraping your arm with breaking your leg throw childbirth in there it's all the same word but those experiences and those sensations are so vastly different in intensity and severity and I think that's where we go wrong with a fear of the sensations people will experience in any form of life whether that's dentists or um or birth and everything in between Um, because we hear that word pain and we have massive associations. We immediately associate it with um, damage, wounding, bleeding, broken, wrong, not meant to happen, um, 
pain relief, drugs, mend it, fix it, get rid of it, must not have pain because it's bad. Um, but actually, it isn't always like that. No, and if you think about how athletes might reframe pain, that how I don't understand how it's been reframed to the point that it has in like the no pain no gain kind of yeah. you're a marathon you know you're going to be tired but you you acknowledge and you celebrate that pain yet in birth we're so we're still stuck on that all those negative connotations that you've just said and I'm going to say patriarchy Leanne oh well let's we know that yeah but yeah um, <laughs> no totally 100% I think we if we start to think about actually what does um putting your hand in water that's too hot and you pull your hand out what did that actually feel like what did it feel like when you banged your toe what did it feel like when you cut your finger um you cannot they're all they're not comparable so what do we actually mean by pain was it an ache was it a burn was it a scratch was it a cramp was it you know start to think of this as something way way deeper that there's so many different elements to a sensation that you can experience and nobody's going to experience it the same way. Me, oh, I don't know, breaking my arm and you breaking your arm, we will experience those things very differently because it's, it's circumstantial, it's environment related, it's it's human being related. So why are we not assuming birth is exactly the same? It is completely unique, not necessarily pain-free, but it's unique to every person. And I think when you look at kind of why we have pain in labour, well, first of all, we do have receptors in our uterus that alerts us to something happening. Obviously, that's slightly unfortunate that it happens to be a pain receptor, but that was so that we would survive back um, kind of when we were in the presence of things like saber-toothed tigers. But obviously, we're not the now. messenger to messenger, yeah. engage us in action if we need to do it, yeah absolutely um so we know that that is why we kind of feel it but we also know that because the uterus is a muscle and muscles work and when they become tense or fatigued then pain is increased so pain will be felt differently for everybody because the length of labor might be different it might be because the tension in the uterus because they're more relaxed is different so that's why that's one of the main reasons why pain is so different for everybody when they're in labor but when it comes to birth most most of the time when people's labors are more painful is because they're usually absolutely petrified because as you said they're preparing for this really negative experience because that's all they've heard it's painful it's painful it's painful and as you say what kind of pain where is this pain and then as soon as they feel any sensation they're labeling it as pain and that gets worse and then the pain is getting worse but actually it's because the body's doing what it should be doing and we're not celebrating that instead we're just acknowledging that negative kind of side of those sensations which is probably because you are tense because you are shit scared yeah and that level of exhaustion that you mentioned as well I've experienced a lot of people who have for example been examined told their only mm. however many centimeters they have perceived in that moment that well, if I'm only this dilated, therefore there's going to be a hell of a long time left to go. All guesswork. Yep. Therefore, I won't cope with this sensation for any longer time. I want an epidural. Yep. In that kind of moment, and of course, having an epidural, totally valid choice. Crack on and do it if that's right for you. In that moment, though, 
what has caused them the desire to ask for, say, an epidural may not be a sudden change in what they're experiencing physically, sensation wise. It's the perception that I can't do I I will never be able to cope with this. And actually, maybe they won't feel they can cope and they need extra support and they have an epidural, which is fine. Um, But it's so good to at least reflect in advance of labour and birth how shifts and changes in mindset and information that's coming into us in expectations will also affect our experience or our perceived experience physically. That is so, it's so crazy. Your mindset does so, again, it's another podcast episode. You, you can see how, why well, this is going to go on for a long time, but your headspace, your mindset does so much to you. And as you said, the language of others does so much to you. And then all of that is how then you perceive those sensations. And as you said, you could get told something, that pain goes all of a sudden through the roof because someone has said something to you that's made you doubt yourself and you can't do this anymore because it's so intense you've made yourself that pain sensation get worse and again you've looked ahead and thought if I can't cope now how am I going to cope then but actually it, it you you probably were doing absolutely amazingly before you had that but and have those sensations got worse like I said or has have you just become heightened be aware yeah yeah, yeah. okay so I've got a new hip birthing course starting tonight. So there's five couples and all of them are, this is preparing for their first birth. Mm-hmm. I will be asking them what their expectations are, what they're feeling about birth. And I would generally expect from experience, at least a few of them to, to write down the word pain. Yep. They've not had a baby before. I yep. don't know what the life experiences they've had. Why is that? guaranteed to be so many people's first response when they've never ever had a baby they've got no direct experience of it but yet their expectation is bold capital letters neon flashing light agony pain yeah like where is this coming from like this is that is what frustrates me I think the most when it comes to pain and birth is the is our first time pregnancies that come to us who are petrified of the pain of something they've never experienced and actually that is all coming from other people People. other people's stories the media um I mean it's coming from fact as well it's coming from people who have said it was pain like it's coming from factual storytelling for sure which is but it's also coming from media tv oh we've got a fictional drama someone's going to give birth I know they're going to scream the place down bite into a cushion bite into a piece of wood um squeeze the partner's hands till they dig the nails in and bleed um it's 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 scripted it's it's got to look a certain way and don't obviously sometimes it will look that way but 99% of the time that's all they're exposed to if you and even you you, you're bang on when you say that it's there is that truth that people have experienced that and they're, they're coming from the people's stories, but still other people's stories aren't your own and how yeah. they, so firstly, how they experience it and then how they retell it can be very different as well because we all, because we're so used to being dro- like the drama of, of birth, even when people retell their stories, it become can not always, but can become more dramatic. And that's the story that then you're taking on and holding in your subconscious mind to retell yourself kind of later. And I think, when we are experiencing it's what what's the I can't think of the word I'm looking for but you're already experiencing the pain of labor before you've gone through it because you've absorbed it from everybody else 
And for sure, it's absolute expectation, isn't it? It's- yeah. And it's that, it, that itself is just building up a mindset, not, and again, like I said earlier, it's, we don't celebrate those, like that pain, pain sensation when we're in labor, but we do if we're somewhere else. And I, I, again, yes, it's the patriarchy, but again, because pain is such a negative word, why are we going to sell like, I mean, for me, I was very different. I was very much like, okay, I can feel this. This is getting stronger, but that means I'm getting closer to my baby. I was celebrating that it was getting stronger. I wanted it to get stronger because that meant that I was going to be meet my, meeting my baby sooner. But for most, it's the opposite to that. It's that it's getting stronger. I can't cope. Um, and we will never, ever gauge how intense those those pains have been felt because everybody's so different and everyone's going to experience it on a different scale. And you get these stupid posts on social media comparing childbirth is a, I've seen some that are certain scale. It's got it's this many points on a pain scale that doesn't exist because it's entirely subjective. Yeah. Childbirth is the same as X on the pain scale or whatever. And it's utter bollocks. Because you can't, there's no such thing. Um, like I was, re- this is really random. I was reading something about um, a, a certain ant called a bullet. I, I will digress, but very quickly. A bullet ant sting. Apparently it's one of the most painful stings you can get from an insect. Yeah. And this is actually something called the Schmidt scale, which is a pain scale of insect bites. I then went down a massive rabbit hole Googling like what the different insect bites were. And even uh, being doing what I do in terms of working with people around pain and childbirth and so on, I was thinking, what? Okay, I get somebody's got to make these kind of stuff because, you know, insect bite nerds have got to create something like it's it's cool. But surely everybody's perception of all of these insect bites is going to be different. Surely. Well, um, what would you say? What word would you describe the pain that you felt when you were in labor? I would say. Um, so I labor wise birth birthing wise the actual labor and the reason i say this will come clear in a minute um was just this overwhelmingly intense like the pressure that felt like my certainly with one of my births like my body couldn't open quick enough like this insane like i pain doesn't feel like it's the right word not easy bloody hard really hard work intense this overwhelming sensations that were taking over my body um that I wouldn't say I necessarily want to experience every every minute of every day for the rest of my life that I would love to give birth again um but for one of my births for some reason with every contraction I had really bad pain down one of my legs now I think in hindsight it was probably baby pressing on a particular nerve ending and and causing that that was bloody painful and I remember at the time saying to my husband I can do the labor bit I can the contractions it's hard but I can do those I just want this leg pain to go and it was like during my labor I actually was able to compare these two different sensations and one I actually preferred which was the labor bit the other one felt wrong yeah because I didn't have any context to it I didn't know what it was I didn't know what it meant I was overthinking I didn't know if there was something wrong whereas the birthing stuff I kind of knew was well I'm giving but I'm having a baby I'm laboring it felt purposeful Purposeful. I was producing a baby my leg what the hell was that I never I've not had it in subsequent labors either but I remember that almost felt like it ruined my labor um and weirdly I'm going to throw this in there I remember 
when I fed back to my hypnobirthing teacher, because I'd done a hypnobirthing course myself, I never told her about that because I didn't want to admit that I'd been in pain in labour. Yeah, scary, isn't it? Really scary. That's, that's, the- that's my own creation, probably, possibly at the time, my own fear of judgment. I don't know. I don't know. I reckon that's might be but also it might be that the way that some practitioners work that it's if you have a painful birth then you failed that's a load of bullshit anyway I felt really I felt I remember writing my birth story down um and I also remember years later how empowering it felt to write rewrite my birth story throwing in all all warts and all stuff and it felt incredible and I think that's really key is when we're telling our stories don't be frightened to talk about pain don't be frightened to say yeah that bloody hurt like that was really really hard but let's get the balance yeah I've I've had a client before who said oh my gosh that was hard and so intense but I just wouldn't label it as pain and that's their experience I've also had people go what seriously yeah right that can't possibly happen like well we can only go off one person each person's yeah and I'm I'm with that first client like for me I would how I described my labor would it was it was so intense it was intense and it was powerful like really powerful um I didn't I don't label I didn't label it as pain uh, for someone who I mean I don't suffer with IBS anymore like we're going for a bit bit of information here that you might not want to know <laughs> but I used to really suffer with IBS like the cramps that I would have would have me crying doubled over nothing resolved it I was on medication to try like a daily medication to try and like see what was going on and I had tests and all sorts and it was just a bad case really bad case of IBS which oddly enough has now gone since I've had babies and I've learned to deal with sensations and so many different ailments pregnancy and birth seem to oh my gosh it's it's unreal but I I say I genuinely I've had probably four or five bouts in the last nine years since um pregnancy of IBS which have been horrific and I would label those as really horrible painful experiences to the point where like it it's horrific so that's where really it- interesting so because you hear from people saying they've got agonizing periods like they're on the floor during that time of the month where they can't function their pain is is incredible and a lot of those people then say how the hell am I going to cope with labor because this is what my periods are like so that's an example so you're kind of IBS pain somebody's having incredibly agonizing periods how do we then compare that with birth pain and and sensations yeah it was it was so so far apart and I think where that I had this expectation of pain because I'd experienced it like that but I had to let go of that expectation and reframe my mind for pain because I couldn't, if I just thought it was going to be like that, of course it was going to be like that. Did you think it would be like that originally? Oh yeah. At some point, did you assume, well, this is birth's going to be worse than this? Yeah. I was petrified because everyone always told me it was going to be the worst pain you've ever felt in your life. And I was like, well, so far that's the worst pain. And I hate it. I don't want to experience that ever again. So you were told categorically, it's going to be the worst pain you've felt in your life. You then automatically think what has been the worst pain I've ever felt in my life so far oh shit it's going to be worse than that yeah. so if you've experienced a broken leg or whatever you would have been like well it's gonna to have to be worse than that because everyone's telling me it is yeah it wasn't it I mean I will genuinely and people think I'm an idiot for saying this I'm sure but I'd have a baby again over having an IBS bout again without a shadow of a doubt yes I know part of it is that I knew I was getting there was an outcome 
to each contraction like it was getting me close to meet my baby so again that headspace that reframing was there and was different but genuinely the physical sensation of it was very different um I I suppose that first contraction I acknowledged what it felt like and then I let go of it because I could because I had time in between each contractions to let go of it whereas IBS you don't I didn't have that it was constant so there's a significant difference straight the way for me is the fact that I had to let go of that experience of IBS when it came to labor because I'd learned that there was going to be times in my labor where I'm not going to feel pain and if I hold on to that more than the sensations I was like well I can cope with a minute because I have no choice when it's a 30 yeah whereas actually if I focus on that that little bit of time I've got to keep calm and not fear that pain coming, I can deal with that better. But it took a hell of a lot of work from me to get to I was going to say, the work, so so actually we're getting back to education and knowledge again, is if we can understand what contraction patterns look like, what labour looks like in yeah. reality, yeah. then actually we go in with it with different, with expectations that aren't driven by storytelling, they're driven by an understanding of the physiology. So in um, this new course that I'm doing tonight, we will talk about the uterus, what happens when you have a contraction. I'm not going to talk about it will be painful, it won't be painful. We're going to talk about what it does. That's it right now. Um, so that then whatever you're experiencing, whether it's pain or not, you have a re you have a reason and explanation for it. So I guess with something like IBS bouts, there's not only is there not a joyful baby, a little squeaky baby at the end of it, um, there's not an understanding necessarily of what's actually happening in your body. There's a bit of an unknown and that generates yeah. actually a bit of panic and it's that IBS that's not meant to be happening to you okay. um it's, yeah, not and I... it's not purposeful it's actually an indicator of what most people associate with pain which is something's wrong yep and I think do you know one of the reasons I do I did speak to the doctor about post-birth about this and I said obviously with hypnobirthing when I did that and I'd relearned what what like, I understood about the birth process I understood how the muscle worked I reframed what pain was for me and I looked at a different way to look at how labor was progressing and, and just approached everything completely differently one of the things I learned was how to relax and release tension which I'd never been able to do and that's I think one of the reasons why my IBS isn't as bad anymore is because I've learned how to mm. release that tension in my body that I would make worse um myself in my head when I was having the IBS where because I'd learned how to undo that later I'm just going to stop one sec so something I think we both share, um, and recently as well, um, the same is, day, oddly, huh? Our last ones were on the same day. The same day, yeah. Um, just to be cryptic, is getting tattoos, which is such a good example of a how hypnobirthing can work in late in beyond birth, but how I so my. I had two tattoos done um, on the same day and one was on my foot, which I think anybody who's had a tattoo on their foot, no, like that's, it's quite a lot. Um, and I remember there were times when the the pain, I was getting, nearly being in hypnotherapy and I was the discomfort. No, it was pain. Um, got overwhelming because I was so um, thinking, I was so with it. I was so kind of alert to it. And I could feel me tensing my whole body thinking this will be over soon. This will be over soon. This will be over soon. And then my hypnobirthing doula head was like, doesn't really matter when this is over. You're not helping this. Yeah. Like, 
shut up. If you just relax now, it isn't going to make the pain any worse. No. So stop. So I just then was like, okay, uh, I got into that. Give in to it. Just surrender. And no, obviously, I was still having needles shoved into my foot. Like that goes without saying. It was still uncomfortable. It was still painful. But it definitely felt more manageable when I just stopped trying to turn my body into this statue yeah. and just let it let it go. Um, and just worked onto, like you were saying about the next contraction, bringing your baby, of just, look, this is going to be done. It's not going to be forever. Yeah. This is going to be done soon. Yeah. So just go back to scrolling. <laughs> yeah, you have to let go and give in. I mean, when I was having mine, I, we had Harry Potter on um, in the tattoo room. So I literally was there and then, she she went to me, everything all right? Because I think I was completely dissociated, but yeah. I was watching Harry Potter and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you always sit so still. And I'm like, well, the option is I tense up and fidget and kind of have those little what, sensations where I yeah, flip. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, instead I was like you say, it's gonna be it's gonna happen whether we like it or not. And my I mean, to be fair, we don't have to get a tattoo, do we? Other than that, yeah. <laughs> so I mean it's um... gonna giving your best awesome Leanne tips how can so this isn't necessarily about relief of pain now how can we or how can people manage their expectations so from a mindset perspective how can they approach changing their expectations around discomfort that they may get during birth okay so I'd probably say there's five top tips for me which I would always pass on and one is to stop I know it's really easy for me to say but stop fearing it so not um thinking it's gonna be the worst thing that's gonna to happen to you um kind of understand and then the next one is learn about pain and learn that it's normal because those two go in hand in hand once you know something is gonna happen and is normal to happen that fear can stop and the reason we want those things to happen is because when we're scared um and we think things are not normal our body's reaction is to go into like a different hormonal response which then will cause pain to become heightened because we release different hormones so We've got to stop fearing. We've got to see pain as a normal response to labour because it it's is not necessarily a sign of a problem. I think, yeah, normal it's just okay. yeah. yeah, normal as in that's what your muscles are doing, and it becomes tired and it becomes fatigue, and that's why pain gets worse. But you've got to let go. Um, my third thing would be not focusing on it, which is one of the best tips I give to my clients, and it's because the more you focus on it, the more you are paying attention to it. So therefore, the more you're going to feed it. Whereas with labor and birth, you have times of completely pain-free time. So focus on that time and not counting down to the next contraction because that will make you kind of feel, it will make you feel it less because you can release and enjoy. And that's where distraction, like favorite snacks, get the oxytocin flow in. So yeah, not focus on the pain is going to make the pain better. And as you just said, it is going to happen, but by focusing on it, it's going to only make it worse. So surely we just got to let go of that. My fourth thing is to celebrate it because coming from an ex kind of like sporting, I've got a sporting background. I've always celebrated pain in sport um, and it frustrates me that it's not celebrated um, in maternity because and it is the patriarchy, but we should be celebrating pain. Like as, as women and birthing people who get to experience this, it's, it, it's intense, but it's amazing. And let's like our bodies do amazing things. So let's, Re, like yeah reframe that it is something good it we might have to go through something intense to get there but it is good and we want to celebrate that and again it reinforces that it's normal we shouldn't fear it so again 
and all and, of this basically and that, and that you are that part of that celebration is you're strong enough you are strong enough you're strong enough. You, may, you are designed to do this like basically yes there are complications that can happen but generally we are we have that physiology to do this so again celebrate our bodies know it and then the last thing and again it will feed into all of these is reframe pain nice little motorbike just drove by then i don't know if you heard that but um yeah re- reframe it so it's going to take work to do that but you need to reframe your head and what pain is in order to experience it in a better way because we are all going to experience it but how you experience it will determine how you look back on it so reframe your brain and they again that's what all of that i've just said is is reframing it basically i think it's really good to say here that you can do it you're strong enough all of that stuff doesn't mean you can't have a pain relief you are strong enough oh god yeah part of your strength is if you want to feel more comfortable have something to support you strength isn't about not utilizing the support around you so we can do we will do loads of other podcast episodes on this in more detail but just briefly to end this is the the strategies um or tools and techniques that you can use to find comfort um reduce pain remove pain pain basically pain management so how can you support yourself to cope with or manage pain so they kind of come into two categories the first one being what we'd talk about as um, more clinical or pharmaceutical pain relief so the basically drugs the kind of stuff that you need a healthcare professional in order to access it you can't just do it yourself at home um, although it can be provided at home by a healthcare professional so putting them in kind of order of um what's the word order of effectiveness i suppose order of the intensity with which they will block pain generally we have gas and air which or entonox which we generally are all pretty familiar with. Um, so have a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece, mm-hmm. um, a pipe leading to a canister of Entonox. You can have that in any setting, um, home, birth centre, hospital. You then have an opiate-based drug, which usually is injected. Most people will um, be offered something called pethidine. It could be diamorphine. And there might be alternatives depending on, on brand and, and trust around the country. In my experience, that can be accessible in a birth centre and at home in some cases by prior kind of um, prescription and request from midwife, but obviously it's available in hospitals too. In my trust, but not necessarily in others, I don't know about yours in Leicestershire, we have something called remifentanil. We don't have that. Which is used quite routinely, I think, as a pain relief in other departments in hospitals, but not often in maternity. So it's... um, it's an injection it's um but it's you, you basically press the button it's um a pca it's called remifentanil pca a patient controlled analgesic anesthetic one of the two and also you're not a patient that's just the wording um that is deemed to be more effective than something like pethidine or dimorphine um that can only be used in a hospital like a consultant led setting because it's got quite a lot of additional risks to it Finally, you've got an epidural, which is a full block in the spine, um, which has a numbing effect from kind of mid-abdomen down down to your toes. Um, So they are generally your main pharmaceutical options. But what if you're at home without midwife support yet, or you don't want to access those? What else can people have or do? 
loads of different things you can try at home um and in a birth center or hospital setting before you kind of go down that which is what most people tend to do because um they want to try all the methods before they carry on with that um so I would say breathing would be one of the first and foremost things that a lot of people do and heart something I strongly recommend purely for the fact that it slows your breathing rate down slows your heart rate down and therefore it impacts your hormonal response which will then help labor so and maximize oxygen so nice long slow um breathing through labor and then through the pushing phase as well you can uh, so that you've got your breathing you have got things like um water so using a shower a bath that sense of sometimes weightlessness or the falling pressure of the water on your back can be really nice and therapeutic to help that pain relief um seeing it used in so many ways and that kind of release when they get in is just like nothing else um things like massage um, different techniques and counter pressure to really kind of relieve that tension and particularly in the lower back and the hips where you're feeling quite a lot of pressure so that's something that again that pain management seems to come in during contractions really strongly and something that as a doula I will do quite a lot of um, you've also got things like a TENS machine which I always forget what the actual TENS stands transcutaneous electric nerve stimulation Something like that, yeah. And I always, yeah, yeah, I'm like that. Um, so basically, that is usually placing two pads on where, like, the bottom of your back where your pants sits, and two at the top near where your bra sits, and it just sends little impulses up and down the um your nervous system, which helps detract basically because it's sending those mini impulses out. It helps block out the pain receptors that you're feeling and builds up your endorphins so it reduces pain later as well that's really effective a lot of clients use that as well um other things like acupressure um you can use a comb for that in your hand um but also looking at other pressure points you've got things like aromatherapy which i find amazing um an amazing tool to use in labor because that just that fragrance can sometimes be a really nice relaxant just for you in your head and a trigger, an anchor for relaxation, which then can stimulate your body to release some tension and that can help your contractions. But equally, some of them have genuine um, thing. I can't think of the word I'm looking for now, components in it that will enable and benefit labor, things like clary sage and, and whatnot. So you got your aromatherapy. What am I missing? I feel like I'm missing. To be honest, I don't think there is an exhaustive list. Like, I think you no. could keep this, we could keep doing this for hours. Of, yeah. Because ultimately, if it brings you oxytocin and endorphins, so it brings you into a relaxed state and a chilled out, happy state, then it's going to actually help with pain relief. So that could be laughter, comedy, cuddles, um, smiles from your partner, your favorite music. Like, it literally could be as simple as things that are going to make you relax. Yeah. And that's obviously different for everybody. So it could, you could go on forever. Oh, like so. literally, if I said to a client about nipple stimulation, one client would be like, yep, absolutely, mate, relax. can understand that. Another client would be like, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. I've just done a very um, random little sign at, um, at Leon. Um, so thank you very much for that. I think we've given a really good general overview of pain. Um, and definitely we will do other podcasts coming up on more specific techniques and tools and even specific pain relief methods. Um, how, to, how to use them. Yeah, absolutely. And to use them to the best effect. Yeah, absolutely. 
Brilliant. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank and you I'll so catch, much. I'll catch up with you soon, Meg. Bye. Mm. Thanks for listening to the Doola Doola podcast with me, Leanne from Berthoud. And me, Meg from Birth Evolution. It's been great to have you here with us as we chat about all things pregnancy, birth and postnatal. We'd love to know what you think, so please do leave us a review. Follow both Meg and I on socials and share with your friends too. They'll be really glad you did. Don't miss future episodes as there's so much more to come. Hit follow so you never get Doola Doola FOMO. 